the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So the top stories out today, U.S. weekly jobless claims total 268,000. That's an unexpected fall. Suggesting the labor market continues to expand at a solid clip. McDonald's joined the trend of raising pay, at least for their corporate-owned stores, which is about 10% of their stores. They're going to pay $1 more than the minimum wage, franchisees excluded. A lot of people don't like that story because franchisees excluded. Mayweather-Pacquiao fight going to cost $99 on pay-per-view. That's a lot of money. Record price for a pay-per-view event. Facebook privacy controls face scrutiny in Europe. Tension between the European Union authorities and U.S. tech giants is escalating. Same thing with Google. Great Google and Moogle. Um, Google, Europe is getting ready to throw the book at Google, which could end up with a $6 billion fine. Roughly 10% of their revenues in Europe. The European Union is going to file antitrust charges against Google in the next few weeks. Greece has told its creditors it will run out of cash on April 9th. That story is a non-story because we know it. Wall Street works in the world of the demon known versus the demon not known. Demon known is much easier to deal with the financial consequences than the demon unknown. You're listening to Rob Black. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Hello, Mr. Burton. Hello, Mr. Black. We were talking during what we're going to talk about, and we're going to talk about education and incomes and how they collide. Uh, especially heading towards retirement. What's your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, if we talk about it in terms of, you know you have enough to retire. Okay. You know, you know you're know, you on track. Um, what's an easy way to realize that is you have, you know, plenty of cash and you're basically just living off your Social Security and the dividends from your stocks. Yeah. And that's even more than enough. Even most of your dividends you're reinvesting. Yeah. You have more than you need. Good. Right? You're, yeah. you're in great shape. You're spending what you want. And you know you're going to be leaving assets to kids. Mm. So then you get to think, start thinking about different things. Um, and it's really important to look at your overall family situation and, and do tax bracket management when it comes to your investing. So one of the things that you look at is, is I gave an example uh, on the show yesterday, on the 1 o'clock show, about 
you know, let's say grandma has a $200,000 IRA. She doesn't need it. She's taking minimum required distributions from it. That's kind of a nuisance. She's got a lot of extra cash on the sidelines, and she's not that high of a tax bracket. So she decides to convert the IRA to a Roth IRA, right? Okay. She has to pay the taxes out of somewhere else. But her idea is she wants to leave it to her granddaughter. And uh, so if she's 70 years old, and even if she gets like a 5% rate of return in 20 years or so when she passes, that's going to be over well over half a million dollars. Nice. Nice grandmother. In a, in a Roth IRA. And in a Roth IRA, you don't have to take required minimum distributions. So it just compounds tax-free for, for whoever you leave it to. It sounds like a Mitt Romney kind of deal. <laughs> kind of, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, what's so great about that is that if you name the beneficiary the right way, when grandma dies, granddaughter can roll it into an inherited IRA, Roth IRA. An inherited Roth IRA. What does so, grandson do that was so wrong? Well, so, you know, just the only child. Okay, 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 fair, fair. I could make up another story, like died in a bad car wreck, motorcycle, usually a motorcycle versus a car. That's not funny. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you hear in the Bay Area all the time. You know, I had an eight-year-old cousin die in a motorcycle wreck. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. So. Anyways, moving on. So so granddaughter, inher- and it's it's an inherited Roth IRA. And the, the process for that, they actually, it, it's fairly simple. You have to work with people to make sure they're no, they know how to do this. But once granddaughter inherits it, she she has to pull out a little bit each year based on her life expectancy. But a 30-year-old, that's a very small amount. She can pull out more if she wants to. So if she needs the money to go back to college to buy her first house, she can pull lump sums out totally tax-free and make it last all throughout her retirement. And even the required minimum distributions are typically less than the growth rate. If, you know, if the market is does what it's done in the past, um, you can make them last multiple generations. So here's a story for you. Talk about multiple generations. Do you know who I'm related to? My aunt is? Your aunt. Uh, uh, Shirley Temple. Black. Shirley, Shirley Temple Black. So her husband was an orphan. My, uh, my dad was an orphan. My dad's sister was an orphan. So she... Her, so wait her, a the ones So they got adopted into the family? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> he got adopted. Her husband, Charles, got adopted by the richest guy in California. Basically PG&E money. Is it Daddy Warbucks? It could have been Daddy Warbucks. Because <laughs> this sounds really familiar. That's who she ended up marrying. was orphan son of Daddy Warbucks. Oh. Daddy uh, PG&E in this case. My dad never got adopted. Talking about I was this close to being the son of a wildly famous, wildly wealthy person. And I got my dad. <laughs> Sucks to be me, huh? I don't know where to go with that. Charitable remainder trust. issues. <laughs> I know, I know. Charitable remainder trust. No, yeah, this is my favorite type of planning. Really? Absolutely. I love. What's your favorite charity? Um, gosh. Well, one of one of my favorites I like um, for a global one is Heifer International. Okay. Um, for local, I love Sh- uh, Shriners Children's Hospital. They do amazing things. They do. The Heifer is the Bill Gates one that you can give a cow to a someone and they'll actually get milk out of it yeah not just a cow you buy them goats chickens and things like that and so we used to give out you know and back in the oh five years ago plus you know at the holiday time we'd give gifts gift baskets and to clients and you know thanksgiving time things like that and we realized that this just doesn't you know big deal people get i get four or five of those in the holidays from various people that i work with no one ever attorneys cpas things like that I'm not liked. So we decided to take that money plus times two and then just give it to Heifer on and on behalf of our clients uh, each and every year. And it does a heck of a lot of good, and I think people appreciate it a lot Can you more. do it on behalf of Rob Black? Like, 
Yes. Just so I could get some charitable name going out there. Like, yeah. I'm all that in a bucket of chicken. Okay. Okay. So I got Let's do the rest of the events. Just have people write the check directly to charity for the rest of the That'd be great. Let's do it. So the problem is people don't have checks anymore. <laughs> it's true. Oh, that's, <laughs> let's that's have true. them app it. I know people would get so concerned about doing stuff online, but uh, more of the fraud for money is on written checks that get washed. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The oil glut is a boon for shippers as buyers stock up at low prices. We talk about a lot of trends on this show, and one of the things that I honestly believe is that millennials are starting to form more households. They're starting to get married. Record number of millennial marriages this summer coming. A couple years after that, there'll be some babies. A couple years after that, there'll be demand for housing. A couple years after that, there'll be time to refinish the house, time to stay home this weekend and watch TV. Can't go out with the boys anymore. The wife won't let me. Maybe I'll invest in a good poker table, a man cave. You get the idea. There's good investments that you can look at the trends on. We are pretty well positioned to have a decent economy with a foreseeable future because of a lot of trends that are coming together. The millennials getting older. Millennials getting married. The low cost of oil has created extra cash in our pockets because it's created low cost of gasoline. The low cost of mortgage money in the last three years has created a, a refinancing boom, which my mortgage payment's easier today than it was four years ago, five years ago. I've gotten some raises in the last couple of years. It's much easier now, to be quite honest with you. Um, those three trends will make spending obvious in the near term, near term one to five years. I feel okay about where we are. I'd use any pullback in the market to accumulate positions and great names that you like. You can find me online at robblack.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I'm taking a look at the LA Times right now. There's an article today in the business section talking about vacation homes. It's actually, I think, a Reuters story, so it's not really exclusive to the LA Times. But vacation home sales rose off the charts as investor purchases of the housing um, is booming. You know, people who are affluent are buying vacation homes. It's a good place to be right now. There's a picture that they use in the LA Times of, uh, let's see, I'm not even sure what beach this is. It's a Florida beach, that's for sure. Oh, Clearwater Beach, Florida. And it shows you the true massive difference between the East Coast and the West Coast. Every weekend I take my dog to the beach. And uh, I've got a super, super puppy. Puppy, puppy. 
and um, we hit the beach. Typically, we go to Half Moon Bay, and uh, there's three or four beaches along that stretch that are pretty dog-friendly. One of them that has seals on them that's not so dog-friendly. But uh, if you take a look at this picture, Clearwater Beach, Florida, there's hundreds and th there's literally a thousand people on the beach. Half Moon Bay, sunny day. It's been a benefactor from global warming. Beaches are lovely in Northern California right now. The water's cold, but the beaches are lovely. Gets nice sun, gets nice relaxation in. There may be 10 to 20 total people on the beach. East Coast, 2,000. West Coast, 10 to 20. But vacation homes, bolstered by stock market gains, are seeing a big push right now. Americans bought more than 1.1 million vacation homes last year, up 57% from 2013, and the most since the survey began in 2003. Wow. The strong sales of second homes contrasted with a weaker year for purchases of principal residences and also a decline in sales to investors. Vacation home sales represented a record 21% of all home purchases last year. Um, if you buy a home in Tahoe or Santa Barbara or Ojai, Ojai is really affordable and it's quite lovely. Um, you probably do pretty well. They're not making more Ojais. Now, vacation homes are tricky. You're not going to rent them as much as you think you are. So, and then you get into markets like Tahoe, where it's, you know, 80% of the homes are rented, rentable. You know, they're, they're transient. They're not people living there year-round. And that's a lot of competition when you try to get renters for it. So don't jump into a vacation home thinking you're going to hit a home run. California witnessed a contrasting trend with the percentage of vacation home sales falling to just 5% in 2004 from 6% in 2013. Interesting. The National Lobbying Group tied towards the California Association of Realtors. You know, is this fair of me or unfair of me? I'll let, I'll let you decide. I don't really like lobbying groups. Like, I always sense that the Mortgage Bankers Association is going to probably say something great and lovely about mortgages. And that the National Lobbying Group tied towards California Association of Realtors are probably going to say nothing but good things about realtors. I don't trust them. Like that snake in the Jungle Book. Trust me. Not a slick move on a first date, guys. When uh, you make a move on the girl and she goes, I don't know if I'm ready. And you go, trust me. Not a slick move. I've learned that one once or twice in my life. Aging baby boomers boosted the sales buying homes they plan to retire to, often with the help from investments in stocks whose value have jumped in recent years. National Lobbying Group, National Association of Realtors. Survey calculated that 2014 purchases by investors fell about 7% to just over a million, and purchases by owner-occupants declined 13% to 3.2 million. Wow! Wow! There's a dance song, or it's an electronic beats song, that every couple of seconds has a cougar that goes, Wow! And I always think that's just... Can you imagine being a DJ guy putting together an album? And you go, do, 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 And that's your job to put together that compilation of music. Anyway, I totally digress. Uh, the median vacation home price fell 11% to $150,000.
typical vacation home buyer in 2014 had a median household income of $94,000. Buyers also increased their purchases of distressed properties and homes in relatively affordable south of the United States, while vacation home sales fell throughout the more expensive west and northeast. Interesting, right? A tale of like four countries. We've got the Northeast, very sophisticated New York and Boston. We've got the West, California, San Francisco, L.A., Pacific Northwest, Seattle and Portland chiming in as cultural centers of the world. And then you get to the South. One of the things that I'm going to do in retirement if I don't have enough money, and this is something I say on a regular basis, so work with me on this, is I'm going to work. If I don't have enough money in retirement, I'm going to continue to work. Now, I have enough money to retire. I've got money that is coming out my ears. I know you're saying, that's hair, Rob. Okay, so thanks for noticing. <coughs> but with roughly 10,000 baby boomers retiring every day, we're seeing more and more Americans who aren't ready to retire. Retiring. The wealth-to-income trajectory has held steady over the last 30 years. But that's starting to change because some of that wealth was tied into pensions, and now the pensions are gone away. The average 62 to 64-year-old has accumulated wealth equal to about three times their income. You need 10 times your income. Wealth includes all financial assets such as a 401k balance, home equity, including uh, wages plus earnings and returns on financial assets. There's no magic ratio to guarantee that people will meet their retirement goals. Today's workers should be socking away more for retirement because the decks are stacked against them, unlike 30 years ago. In 1979, 28% of all private sector workers had pensions as their sole retirement plan benefit. Now that's 3% or less. Changes to Social Security mean that boomers will receive a lower replacement rate, that is, the percentage of pre-retirement income that benefits replace, than current retirees. And that's only going to get worse. So retirement homes for retirees vacation homes for retirees, and the sobering state of affairs of retirees. How's that for a segment? 65. Retirees at 65 will likely still be in relatively good health, but health care costs typically rise at about 5% to 6% a year. Social Security's annual inflation raise based on a basket of goods known as the CPI is not going to keep pace with health care costs. You must plan for retirement. You must save 10 to 20 times your income. Three times is not enough. You'll burn through it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Find me online at robblack.com. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Come dance with me. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220, get your calls on the air. 
Joining me now, Chris Siaccia from Street.com Tech Editor. Chris, how are you? Good, Rob. How are you doing today? Good. We're talking a little Apple and a little Tesla, two very groundbreaking companies um, that may get into business with each other and or may compete with each other down the road is the thought. You've recently worked with some articles on this very topic. What have you come up with? Yeah, I, I had a meeting with Tesla on uh, on Friday of last week, and I kind of approached them about the topic that, you know, of all the rumors and speculation that Apple could potentially get into the electric vehicle market, and they seemed to welcome that with open arms. And their mantra has always been that they can't go and build the electric vehicle market up to what it needs to be doing it by themselves. So if it's Apple or if it's somebody else, they would welcome this because ultimately the more electric vehicles on the road and less internal combustion engines on the road, the better it is not only for Tesla but the environment and, and the planet as well. So we've seen Apple driving, or not we, there's been rumors of a, a purported Apple electric car driving around the streets of the Bay Area, and uh, maybe it's taking pictures for map view, maybe it's an electric car, maybe it's a self-driving autonomous car. Um, how crazy is it to think that Apple could have a product that's a vehicle in five years? It's not that crazy, Rob. You know, obviously Apple has this enormous, enormous war chest approaching something like you know 180 billion dollars in cash a little bit less when you net out the debt that they have. You know, they've been hiring people left and right from all over Silicon Valley. You know, they have some expertise as it relates to batteries, but not as it relates to, you know, actual ba you know, as it relates to automotive, but they've been they've been ramping this up and and I think that, you know, by the early part of next decade, I think we'll see um, you know, something you know, perhaps with an Apple logo on the side of it, driving down the highway on on 101 or 280. Analysts seem to be getting a little tired of waiting for Tesla to hit mass market, waiting for Tesla to grow into evaluation, waiting for Tesla to get the SUV out there. Are you sensing some of that as well? Yeah, I mean, you've seen that in, in the share price, and I've talked to a bunch of analysts and sources who are, who said the same thing that, you know, Elon Musk is, if he's anything, he's a showman, and, and there's sometimes where he overpromises and under delivers. You know, the the software announcement that the company made last week seemed to be needlessly overhyped from some people's opinions on Wall Street. And, you know, th that's a question that Tesla has to, to rattle with themselves as to what they prioritize. You know, they've pushed back the X a couple of times to try to get it right. And ultimately, that, that may be the, the right decision in the long term. But in the short term, Wall Street is a voting machine. And right now, their shares are out of favor, though I suspect that, you know, considering that sentiment is so low that if the company is able to deliver on its promises for for 2015, and that includes delivery of the Model X, then maybe we start to see some of that sentiment change towards the positive. With that out there, there's also a rumor that Tesla's going to come out with some sort of battery, a home battery, where you can, this is what I've heard, where you can plug it in at night, 
charge it on low-cost energy and then sell that energy back to the electric companies when energy prices are higher. Have you heard anything about this home battery concept that's floating around out there? Well, he, well, Musk actually kind of talked about that on the last earnings call. and It almost seems like he actually kind of scooped the company itself. The company, he made an announcement on Twitter earlier this week that they would be introducing a new product, which is not a car, by the end of the month. So a lot of people are speculating that it is this home battery product that he talked about on the earnings call back in February. When I spoke to them, they wouldn't confirm that, but they did say that they would have some announcements regarding energy storage in the near future. So I suspect it's probably something energy storage related at the end of the month. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously Tesla is just more than cars because when you're dealing with electricity and battery storage, and energy costs, there is the potential to affect the grid and, and the way people consume and, and uh, use and pay for energy. So if there's something there that I think, you know, I think there's a chance that, you know, especially because some of the consumers can use and it's easy for them to, to use and to save and to send back to the grid, then I think that's something that investors will be excited about. Anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, Apple, obviously, it's April and that's dividend time. Is that... On your radar? Absolutely. We should be hearing around the latter part of the month uh, an update to Apple's capital return program. Tim Cook has already spoken about that publicly. I suspect they'll um, boost both the dividend and the share buyback program. They've already blown through, I think, almost all the initial share buyback program that they announced a couple years ago. So I think we'll hear, you know, an update on that. And again, you know, Apple's cash is approaching $180 billion, and that's way more than any company could possibly ever need, even if you're going to build a car. So I suspect, you know, shareholders will get a little bit of a boost and be happy when Apple will the 3rd of April. A lot of their cash is in overseas, and they don't want to repatriate it to buy shares or repatriate it to do dividends. Um, I think that's something the, not the analyst community, but maybe the general public is missing is if tax laws ever change or if a president ever gives amnesty to some of this foreign cash, it would be crazy to see what they could do with the dividend and or a one-time dividend and or share buybacks. Um, any thoughts on the whole repatriation? Do you think you're going to see it anytime soon? Do you think it's on the, the radar? Do you think it's just another you know, tool down the road for Apple to pull when they need to? I, I think it's a tool for them to down the road to pull when they need to. And it really all comes down to Washington on this. This is something that Washington needs to, to get its act together with. I mean, it hasn't stopped you know, these major tech companies like Apple, Microsoft, Cisco, that all have billions and billions in overseas because they just issue debt, and then they use that overseas cash to pay off the debt so that they can – still do a dividend and buyback doesn't really hurt them. It's just, it's just really, it makes it a little harder for them to do a dividend and buyback because they have to actually now issue debt, but it's not really that big of a deal. It's just more of an accounting thing. Um, But this all comes down to Washington getting its act together. And as we both know, Washington is not the fastest place on earth. Anything else that we need to know, Chris, as far Uh, as, uh, I think probably the next big thing going into app for Apple outside of earnings is the company's developer conference. 
Um, you know, there are some speculation that they may announce their new TV streaming service at the developer conference. So I'm expecting, uh, you know, big things out of this developer conference outside of just a refresh to iOS and macOS. When is the next developer conference? Uh, early part of June. We're looking at it. They haven't set a final date yet, but it should be, you know, around the 10th, 11th, sometime around that time frame. Is that something you travel out for? It is. It, it's, it's something that, you know, I love um, talking to developers because it's, it's a different um, mindset of how you approach a company, especially as um, widely read and as widely um, covered as Apple because it's, they're not just looking at it from a financial perspective. They're looking at it from, okay, this is what I need to do to not only sustain a business for my own, but these products are life-changing, and you know they're the most enthusiastic people I've ever met, probably even more so than the people who buy the products. Sounds good. It's Mr. Chris Siaccia from thestreet.com. You can find him online at thestreet.com and thedeal.com. Both properties are tied together. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. Really good financial newspaper, kind of financial print, uh, dedicated with the approach of you know, taking a look at tech stories and, and some of the growth stories and then some of the you know economic issues as well. So you can find them at thestreet.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Subprime car loans and... <clears throat> Payday loan commercials that you hear and see on television concern me enormously. There's now a subprime car loan, you know, business popping up that's just kind of bad. If people don't have good credit and they don't have an ability to pay back a large chunk of money, they shouldn't be getting fronted money and they probably shouldn't be getting money in the first place. I know it sounds mean and cruel, like, well, you get money. I know. Um, I've worked hard to have a bank account. I've worked hard to establish credit. I've worked hard to show income. One of the problems that we made in, two th in the 2000s is we gave loans to people who didn't deserve loans. And we're doing it again, because just listen to the radio or television, people talk about, what, become a real estate investor, take out millions of dollars of loans, and buy properties, and you'll get rich. And if you really want to get rich... Do it smartly. Invest in real estate investment trusts as your real estate investment. Invest in the home you live in, sure. But don't go out and buy multiple properties. You're going to get hurt. You're going to hurt yourself. And you probably don't deserve to be buying them in the first place. But people will sell them to you because they get the transaction. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Dollars extending its pullback. Market's not exactly booming these days. 
one of my television bosses passed me this morning. He goes, what's up? What's up with the market? I'm like, meh. It's a little... It's not strong right now. That's fine. Consumer staples are doing well. Energy, financial, teleco services. Weakness today in healthcare materials and technology. Precious metals have been in the red all day, despite weakness in the dollar. And moderately higher throughout the session. Oil futures saw heavy selling in the morning. And some of that has recovered as the day has gone on. Got a lot of oil out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I read a pretty fascinating article yesterday by a guy named Darius Dubash. He talked about how he's taken $195,000 in trips around the world for roughly $14,000. <coughs> he's gotten into something that I'm not against. So when... You hear me say he's taken $195,000 of trips for $14,000. He's gone to Australia, he's gone to China, he's gone to Mexico. And he said, you know, in the article, he talked about how years ago he worked for a company that he had to work as an auditor, and they would fly him to these countries to audit certain parts of the company. And he'd always extend his trip a couple of days so he could get, you know, a vacation out of it. Um, when he went back to get his MBA, he gave up the job and thus gave up that perk of you know, work travel. He's come up with a concept about redeeming credit card rewards for amazing travel experiences. Racking up credit card points to score free airfare and hotel stays actually quite easy. A strategy he calls churning. Put simply, churning is when you apply for multiple credit cards in order to capitalize on their lucrative sign-up incentives which issuers give you in return for meeting a certain spending requirement. And when this is done right, you can bank hundreds of thousands in reward points, but there's always a catch. Churning is only financially sound if you're able to meet the spending minimums without blowing your budget, and you can pay off your balance in full every month. Otherwise, the interest you pay will overshadow any benefits. So inside my wallet, I've got, I do what this guy does. It's not super mathematical. I've got a Target card. It's a debit card that gives me 5% off. Anything I buy at Target, that's an amazing deal. I've got a Barclays card, Arrival Plus, which is tied towards travel. It gives me 2% back on any travel. 2% on any spending towards travel. That's, that's important to note. And then it gives you 10% back on the points that you use for the travel, for future travel. It's a pretty good deal. Um, I've got the Citibank double cash card, where it gives me 1% when I buy something, 1% when I pay for something. There's better deals. There's, you know, sometimes you can get a card that gives you 5% on groceries. I'm not against that. So what this guy's done is... He basically signs up for, like I told you, I got the Arrival Plus card. He'll sign up for that card. You spend $3,000, and they give you 40,000 points. That's a $400 airfare credit or hotel credit. His spouse will do the same exact thing. Suddenly, they're flying for free. Six months later, they cancel the card. 
they get a they go to the next card. What's the next card travel card out there? There's plenty of them. Some of them are very very similar. So a couple years ago, you get twenty five thousand points in exchange for charging five hundred to a thousand dollars in three months. Now it's fifty thousand points for three thousand in that same window. You could accumulate enough to earn gold status, which on an airline might give you something like priority boarding, check-in, better seats, more miles. Uh, if you're going to Hawaii, there's two major airlines that go, Alaska Airlines and Hawaiian Airlines, check out their credit cards. There's no shame in you and your spouse getting a credit card, doing what you have to to get those points, and then cancel the card a year later. Now, one of the downsides is it can ding your credit by having multiple inquiries into your credit. It can also ding your credit by having too many cards. But they're closing their cards typically a year later. So they've got some well-established credit that the cards, they're not closing, mortgages, things like that. But they seem to be taking one or two cards on a regular basis with the rewards, spending what they have to, and then shutting down the card. So the average age of their credit's not that bad. It hurts a little bit, but not enough that they're not getting cards, and not enough that they don't have a mortgage. You know, you watch your point balances grow, you start planning more trips. They took a 32000 honeymoon to Paris for just $2,000 in cash. That got them first-class airfare plus a week stay at the Park Hyatt in the center of the city. Um, I think that's important to note. Like, there's some parts of the system that you can, I'm not going to say play, but that you can be very smart on. If you just have a generic credit card, you're missing out. Um, if anyone wants a copy of this article, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. It's, it's an article that's tied towards, like I said, the headline is fascinating because I don't think it's terribly untrue. How I spent only $14,000 taking 195000 worth of trips around the world. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.